Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. In this episode, I am continuing my reviews of the John Wick franchise. We are now at John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. This came out in 2019, directed by Chad uh, Stelitsky, written by Derek Kolstad, Shay Hatton, Chris Collins, and Mark Abrams, starring, of course, Keanu Reeves, Halle Berry, Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne, amongst many other great actors in these films. In this movie, John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild, and with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. With each chapter of this franchise, more and more people are out to kill John Wick. Uh, the action ramps up. The story gets more and more complex as well. Uh, we learn more about John's roots in this movie. Uh, it's great in every way, and I think just keeps getting better. I still haven't watched, so I'm obviously doing these each week, new chapter in the John Wick franchise of movies. I haven't seen John Wick 4 yet, so I am so excited, now that I've rewatched 1, 2, and 3, to finally watch 4, which I've heard great things about. Avoided spoilers, surprisingly, but I've heard great things. But before that, I want to get to this movie. And this movie adds amazing things, things I've never seen in an action movie. It, surprisingly. Still great fights, different fights. There are references to other great martial arts movies and, and stars like Jackie Chan. I really feel there's aspects of this that, that kind of have that Jackie Chan essence that I really like. But just, this movie does amazing things involving animals. The use of animals in this is, like, something I've never seen. And amazing. Obviously, most of this review is going to be spoilers, but before I do the spoilers, I do want to just talk a little bit about this movie. Right, which starts off, I mean, at the end of the last movie, it was the high table is after you. You killed two members of the high table, right? And even though the second one, even though the first one you were fulfilling a marker and you were following the rules of the marker and that and the person who forced you to do that is the second one and doesn't matter, you messed up. We're after you. But people helping John Wick. Just a little bit. Right? You got the homeless king giving him a gun. Seven rounds. You got Winston giving him an hour to get out before the contract gets open. Before he gets excommunicadoed. 
But that's where we start this, with John Wick and his dog running out of New York, right, still in the city. We see the records department again processing the contract of John Wick, which I find to be so fascinating, just the the nature of how all that stuff works. Right, They have this big chalkboard where they write down all the open contracts. John Wick is at the top. And I wrote down everything that was on the chalkboard because I find it very interesting. So it starts off with MH8, which I don't know what that stands for. Maybe Manhattan 8. John or Wick, comma J for John Wick. Under the so that's the subject. The bounty is fourteen million U.S. dollars. The status pending because it's an hour before it's open. The origins of this contract, Central Park, and the update on it is pending. And then there's one. The very last section on the chalkboard is OP dot one hundred and twenty one to one. And I don't know if those are like how many people are this contract is open to and how many people there are. It's like odds of some sort. No idea what it was. Tried to kind of look it up, but couldn't figure out what the OP 121 to 1 is. But that's what's on this chalkboard. And... This movie starts amazing fights to get this movie going, right? Right off the bat, just him trying to get out of New York. Amazing fights. Trying to get out, not only just get out of New York, get out of the country. Kind of to try and change his status with the high table, which is kind of what his goal is in this. To try and somehow get this contract off of him. Because as of right now... The only way for this to end is with John Wick to be dead, right? As far as the rules are concerned, either John Wick kills everybody or he dies. So he's trying to avoid having to kill everybody. And part of that is going, leaving the country, going to find this guy. Right? In the first, in the last movie, they introduced us to Carfu in that first fight when he's going to get his car at the beginning of chapter two. Right, goes to the brother who has the possession of his car. Once he gets his car, starts to get wrecked, but uses the car to fight people in a great way. This movie introduces us to horse foo. Just like the horses in the two moments where he uses the horse, aside from riding the horse, is amazing what he gets these horses to do obviously cg or whatever but in the reality of this movie amazing also great knife fights a lot of great knife fights a lot of great hand-to-hand stuff there's great motorcycle chases motorcycle fights this movie has a lot of interesting new high octane action in it and it also deals with the punishments that the people are facing who helped john wick Right, you had this adjudicator from the like the first type of person associated with the high table going to hand out these punishments to people that barely helped John out. Like because they didn't kill him, they are being punished because they allowed him to survive, right? And helped him in some ways. 
right? The collateral damage from the previous movie is they're 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 understanding the repercussions in this one, which is interesting. The whole adjudicator going through all that stuff, and there's a lot of kind of upgraded aspects to this movie as well that almost feels like and the there's like this final battle that happens and there's this upgraded aspect to the people that john is facing that feels almost like a video game like you're at a harder level right the guys are harder to kill because of this thing which i found to be how how it it's presented in this movie i thought was is great so it's a great movie. Definitely, you know, leads again into the next one. Like, definitely feels like we're going. Halle Berry in this movie is amazing. Her dogs are amazing. It's just like, this movie you really saw that kind of John Wick style of precision fighting and gunplay, but then taken to a new level showing that applied to new things like the horses the dogs in just a a mind-blowing fashion it's great and it's great to see other characters within the story like Halle Berry the guy who runs the the front desk at the the Continental you're seeing these characters also be badass uh, which I love that as well but I want to get into spoilers uh, obviously it's a great movie. I would imagine if you're a fan of John Wick, you go into it. I would be curious to know how somebody watching any of these sequels on their own without having seen the earlier ones, how they would take it. I would imagine a lot of the high table stuff and just the, the, the story background story of why john is where he is probably doesn't mean as much and you're just kind of appreciating this crazy action and knowing enough that like oh he's got to go here because he has to but i don't know regardless let's get into this movie spoilers from here on out so starting off i'm gonna go beat by beat through this and just give you my thoughts as i watched it right running before his contract goes live right he runs into one of the homeless guys who notices john wick and he looks at his fancy watch he's like tick tick john wick right very great right gives him his last gold coin to this cab driver because apparently cab drivers are also that's a crazy thing about this movie like it's it, it it's mind-blowing how few people are not assassins like everybody seems to be an assassin at some level but john trying to get out taking a cab gives his last gold coin to the cab driver to take his dog to the continental right so cabbie part of it and the the we also get in this movie we kind of get an understanding of what the coins represent they're not necessarily uh, they don't necessarily have a monetary value. They, they're more representative of an exchange for just doing a, a thing. You do a thing, whatever it is, you disposing of a body or pouring me a glass of whiskey. 
this is to acknowledge that you did a thing for me, which I find that to be kind of an interesting use of this this coin, these these, these elements that are related to this world. We find out he's got a, John's got another stash spot. So last movie he goes to like this this jeweler who has like this caged back room where John had a stash there of some gold coins and a gun. He has another stash inside the library. We're inside he specific book. He goes peels open. It's one of those books that have the you know hollowed out book, and he's got a picture of his wife, him giving a kiss to his wife, which I guess doesn't necessarily make sense why it's there but for anybody who might be watching this movie for the first time it in some ways represents how all of this started not that she was killed but that like that was after her death and then he gets this dog that's kind of when all of this like we has he even had time to mourn the loss of his wife it's hard to tell how much time from the funeral till the dog dying and all of this starting but all of this from the first movie to now seems like it could be within a week week's time like it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of time in between these movies they seem to be taking picking up right where they left off and within the movie it doesn't seem like a lot of time passes so this picture of her also a few gold coins uh another marker is in there and this this uh ornate kind of gold cross of jesus attached to the cross like very you know gaudy kind of a a thing that's attached to a full rosary so these things are in this 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 stash that he goes to no weapons right just some coins this cross on an on a rosary and a picture of his wife and a marker so you get when he gets this stuff this giant guy his contract's still not open yet but this giant russian guy named ernest shows up this gigantic dude and there's a great fight he john wick with a book this guy's got a knife john gets stabbed in the shoulder or like the collar you know great fight ends up winning obviously getting out of there cut to the homeless king not providing services for john wick right he's abiding by the excommunicado right john needs to get patched up uh wick ends up going to a doctor just before the time is up on the contract starting right while he's getting stitched up in the middle of it you see the contract go into effect and the doctor has to stop finish has to stop stitching him up john has to finish stitching himself up and again there's a scene of the continental lobby where people's phones are blowing up right everybody's being notified that this contract is open for john wick 14 million dollars which the board the chalkboard that had all the open contracts like this is by far the biggest contract a lot of them are like less than a million some are like hundreds of thousands of dollars so the the contracts are usually somewhere around there not a million so this is by let alone 14 million so this is like this one contract is more than all the other contracts combined
Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention. All, all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor Show, Show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. So the doctor, this is a great... So the doctor knows he can't finish helping him, right? Because he's excommunicado, he's not, and... As we see in this movie, anybody that does help John Wick ends up getting repercussions. So, because the doctor knows this, has John shoot him, not once, but twice, to make it look like John forced him to tell him where the painkillers were. Right? Even though he stopped helping him, he still told John where the painkillers were, which bottle they were in. Just amazing, right? Just how these people have to follow the rules ends up breaking into like this museum of weaponry and trying to put a bullet in a gun doesn't fit so john like repurposes parts from multiple guns to build a gun that will hold these bullets possibly pretty amazing scene right countless weapons all kinds of weapons on display There's great fight. These guys see that he's in there, and they go in, and like like four guys, they go in. Great fight. Glass breaking all over the place. Uh, a lot of knife throwing. Uh, crazy knife fights. When they both realize that they're just like surrounded by weapons, they both like break open the the, the cases and grab knives and things like that and start fighting. It's amazing throwing knives at each other like feet from each other throwing knives sometimes the knife lands handle first and just bounces off other times it sticks in just a crazy fight then two guys show up with hatchets right one gets a knife pounded in like there's a lot of stabbing which we've seen in previous john wick where he goes to stab somebody but they're holding him from getting it back and he pounds on the base of the knife to get it to go in. Happens multiple times, specifically in this fight. Stabs one guy in the head, right? Pounding it through his skull. And then another one, it slowly slides into the dude's eyeball. Just absolutely brutal. And one guy is still alive. John just grabs an axe and throws it into his head across the room. But an, an insane fight. One of many insane fights that happen this one was great you have the dog makes it to the continental of course and the dog hasn't even spent that much time with john wick the dog spent more time with charon the guy who is the 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 clerk the uh the host at this continental then he's probably spent with john wick right because when once he got the dog in the at the end of the first movie he goes to the continental and has him watch the dog while he goes takes care of stuff in the second movie so the dog's with churn the whole time in the second movie gets him at the end of the second movie and then at the beginning of this movie he sends him back 
to go spend most of the movie with Charon again. So the dog spent, at this point, more time with Charon than he has with John Wick. Then you have John Wick going into the stables, the horse stables, right, with these other guys that find him, right? Uh, after he came out of the museum, got hit by two cars, runs into these stables, right? Using the horse to first bump the guy to do what, like, the car did in the second movie where he used the car to swing it around and hit the guy and slam him into a pole. John Wick uses the horse to use the horse's butt to ram this dude, push him into a wall, and then he spanks the horse, causing it to kick the dude in the face. Absolutely brutal, but amazing to see horse foo, where the first movie or the last movie had car foo amazing and not just one guy there's a second guy that gets kicked in the face by a different horse uh this time he gets kicked twice it is absolutely brutal right then it becomes a chase john's on a horse right two dudes on motorcycle uh gets a gun from one shoots him in the face then hangs off the side of the horse and shoots the other guy just amazing scene and for some reason, the contract goes up to $15 million, And that's the only time it goes up. It's, I don't know why, but I guess because people are failing, they're like, oh, let's put an, another $1 million. Maybe they know he's trying to get, get out. Regardless, uh, John shows up to like this theater, and you, you, we find out what this necklace is, right? A at the table, before he goes in, he gives everything he has, including his belt, Right, all of his coins, the marker, his belt, uh, shows the necklace, keeps it when he goes to talk to this person who's like running auditions or 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 uh, rehearsals for a ballet. Right, this woman, and we find out. So in this moment, we get like kind of the the roots of where John came from. We kind of find out where he started. He was part of this group early on. Right. And his name is Jardini Jovanovich. Right. That's John Wick's name. And he was a Belarusian orphan and part of this tribe. And while he's walking around, he sees like kids learning judo and things like that. The women are all doing ballet. Right. There's this line, art is pain, life is suffering, which is very, very apt. Uh... You see a ballerina just peel her toenail off her foot. is absolutely brutal. Uh, in another room, you see the all the boys training judo, wrestling, whatever. Kind of get a glimpse of what it was for John or Giardini as a kid. He was one of these kids learning these skills, which he d uses a lot of. He uses those judo throws a lot in these movies. And the whole reason he's there, he wants passage to Casablanca, right? pulls the cross off of the the rosary and they attach it to the end of the stick and use that that cross to to uh to brand him with it on his back like in the middle upside down in the middle of his back it also explains the tattoos that he has right they're very similar to all the the tattoos that these belarusians have right and this is like a one-time thing he can never come back like this is it but he's going to get passage to Casablanca. 
And then you see the woman, the, the adjudicator, she shows up to the Continental, right? She has a special coin that probably signifies who she is, that she's like part of the high table or whatever. We find out she's an adjudicator. She's investigating the fact that Winston gave John Wick the opportunity to bounce early, right? Despite him killing a new member of the high table, he still killed two members of the high table, and Winston is the one that's being adjudicated, right? Not necessarily John Wick. She's going to track down all the people who helped John Wick in the first movie, right? He gave him... So she's giving Winston one week to get his affairs in order. He's being fired, right? Being replaced. And then she meets with the homeless king, too. She knows that he gave him the gun, and, and she has the gun, and seven rounds specifically, right? So she's going to give him seven days to get his affairs in order because he's going to be replaced. He's like, you can't replace me. I am the kingdom. Like, this is, like, I, this place is nothing with me. You can't replace me, right? So we're seeing the collateral damage of people helping John Wick in the last movie. So John Wick gets to Casablanca, still dealing with people that want to collect, right? International contract, I'm sure, right? Dealing with people, but they people that are attacking him are stopped by this other guy. The manager of the Continental in Casablanca gave him amnesty. And we find out, of course, that the manager of that Continental in Casablanca is Halle Berry's character. Right. And the marker that was in the book that John, that in that stash in the library, was a marker that John had of hers. So her bloody thumbprint is inside the marker. Right. She has two, like amazing dog she has two john wick dogs basically who are wearing like bulletproof vests and she shoots him knowing that he's wearing a bulletproof suit right and knowing that it won't kill her because he reminds her you can't kill the person is the bearer of your marker and she's like i didn't kill you i just shot you so of course he needs her help to find her old boss right and she's management now. She's not in services and doesn't want to break the rules of the high table, right? And also doesn't want to know where her daughter is, right? That's what the marker was for. John helped hide her daughter, and she doesn't know where she is because she doesn't want her life or she doesn't want her daughter to be used against her, right? And if she knows where her daughter is, then that makes it more of a possibility. So John, that's why he wanted to go to Casablanca. That's where the marker was. Halle Berry, he, he needs Halle Berry to introduce him to her old boss. So now we see cut back to the adjudicator. She goes to this sushi spot. And sh the sushi guy is an assassin, obviously. And she wants him to take out John Wick, right? And including everyone that helped John Wick, right? So she's kind of approaching these guys as the muscle to kind of help punish those who helped John Wick and also to just make sure that he gets got if this contract isn't enough right so cut to the Belarusians getting taken out one by one by these sushi ninjas is what I'm going to call them because they are pretty much they're using blades 
They're quiet. They're fast. They serve sushi. I'm calling them sushi ninjas, right? So they get take everybody out to get to the woman that's in charge of the Belarusians, and she knows that that she helped, right? She helped John get to Casablanca. She's like, he had a ticket. He used his ticket. What do you want from me? She's like, it doesn't matter. You still helped him. Which is like, so even following the rules, these crazy rules that are established by the high table in this society, even following the rules, you get punished. I mean, John, in the last movie, following the rules of the marker, because Common's job was to protect the person that John killed, now he has to. It's an eye for an eye. So it's like rules are rules, and it just ends up everybody has to kill everybody. So the leader, this woman, gets her hand stabbed through, right? Which is like, okay, that's the punish. She's she's not dead, but sh- her hands are stabbed. So then you have Halle Berry, Sophie, Sophia, takes John Wick to her boss, who has the first coin ever minted, as well as the first marker, right? He s- discusses his fascination with the origins of the term assassin. Right. Clearly, he's somebody who's obsessed with this world, the assassin world. Right. He has the two kind of collectible things that are big aspects of this society, the coin and the marker and just his fascination with the origins of the term. And this is where we find out that the coin doesn't represent a monetary value, but commerce of relationships, basically a thank you for service an exchange for service and in many ways the marker is an iou so john wick kneels asking for a meeting with the one who sits above the table right so now we're seeing that there's layers the high table isn't the tippity top there's somebody above the high table and this dude's like you can't find him right you have to go to the edge of the desert right and and when you when you need him he'll find you right very kind of ominous type of a thing and in return for this help that he's giving john wick he asked to keep one of sophia's dogs in exchange and of course she says no so then he shoots the dog thankfully wearing a bulletproof vest but that starts off she pulls the gun out from a holster that's on the dog and now it's john wick and sophia killing everybody doesn't kill the her old boss the dog bites his dick off. There's a lot of there's a lot of nut shots and dick biting in this movie. A lot of them. The boss gets his, his nuts bitten by the dog, gets both of his legs shot. Right. They take out everybody. And they proceed to shoot their way out. Right. With help from their dogs, her dogs, which is amazing. Like the 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 whole action set piece of of Sophia and John Wick getting out of this place with all of these people coming after them. You're seeing Sophia kick ass. You're seeing John Wick kick ass. You're seeing these dogs. It's just so amazing to see. Amazing set piece. And the dog's such a great addition, right? Just as precise and vicious as her and John Wick. And also great to see Halle Berry kick ass, which is great. A lot of hand-to-hand gun stuff as well. Um, there's a great moment when John Wick and two other guys 
were all out of ammo at the same time, and it was like a race to see who reloads. And, of course, John Wick not only reloads faster, gets both of them, but then a third guy that shows up. And her yelling orders to the dogs while they're getting shit done is amazing. It's it's so, like, they're running up walls, they're jumping in cars, taking people out. It These dogs are amazing. So they go out to the desert. She tells him that he's going to die in the desert. And then uh, he closes the marker, right? Pokes his finger, gives it to her. It's like, you did this for me. We're done, right? She drinks the last of the water, spits a little bit into the water container for John to just walk through the desert. Meanwhile, you have the sushi ninjas. Then they go to the homeless kingdom, right? Taking out all the homeless guys that are there. Uh, for punishment for him not wanting to relinquish his position, instead of giving him seven days, she gives him seven cuts, right? Seven bullets were given to John Wick, so he gets seven cuts, um, which I thought killed him. By the end, we see that he didn't die. But uh, did remind me, however, of Drunken Master, the first Drunken Master with Jackie Chan, where as punishment... For beating up this guy in a market, uh, his his aunt tells the the men that came to get revenge on Jackie Chan's character, Fei Hung. Uh, they were allowed ten strokes, and Fei Hung couldn't fight back. He could defend, he could avoid, but they would get ten free shots. And, of course, Jackie Chan dodges and, and all that stuff, and it, it ends up not being good. But that this moment of 10 strokes, 10 uh, cuts reminded me of that. Uh, and just before the homeless king releases a pigeon into the air, so who knows if that had a message with it or what. But it never comes back, so I don't think it does. Cut to John Wick finding the guy above the high table who will allow him to live if he completes a job for him, right? And then after that, he, he'll, the excommunicado will be re reversed, but he'll forever work for the, the high table. So he won't be the target of the contract anymore, but he will never be able to leave again, right? So, of course, John takes it, and his job is to kill Winston. Right, which Winston helped him out, which he doesn't really want to do. And then he's made to give an offering, so John cuts off his finger that had his wedding ring on it, and he gives the wedding ring to this guy, and he accepts it as an offering. So now he has to go back to New York to kill Winston. Meanwhile, he still has this $15 million contract on his head, right? And then when he gets there, he's immediately greeted by the Sushi Ninjas. Great knife fight with the leader of the Sushi Ninjas. Or at least they were about to have a knife fight, but interrupted by a field trip of kids going through. They're like at the train station, Grand Central Station or whatever. And then you see, you see people have the ability to like disappear and reappear. Not only the Sushi Ninjas... But you see later that John Wick has that ability too, which is kind of a fun, 
you know, kung fu movie trick, somewhat supernatural of being able to disappear as people walk in front of you kind of a thing. But very great. So after he leaves, John gets out, right, disappears before there's a conflict inside Grand Central. And as he leaves, he sees two motorcycles that are pulling up that are supposed to be intercepting him as he exits. He just immediately, like, just tackles one guy on a motorcycle and then gets the other guy. Then there's this, on the motorcycles, there's great sword fight on the motorcycles, right? Amazing action set piece on these motorcycles, with Jackie, with Jackie, with uh, John Wick fighting these guys, samurai swords, motorcycles flipping, all these kinds of things. And he ends up crashing in the front of the Continental and putting his hand on the steps of the Continental where Charin comes out and reminds the Sushi Ninja guy that you can't, you can't break the rules. And he's like, but he's been excommunicadoed. And he's like, well, that's... That's not uh, the the manager has made an exception, right? And John asks to see the manager. Obviously, he's there to kill him. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote. Are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspired Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. And they go inside and they sit down in the lobby and the Sushi Ninja, this is like, this is, this makes the Sushi Ninja guy so hilarious and pathetic. Because they go in and sit down and John sits on the couch. Sushi Ninja sits right next to John on the couch. And then John moves to a chair so he's not sitting right next to the Sushi Ninja guy. Very funny. And then you see the Sushi Ninja guy starting to fan out on John Wick. Right? His dog shows up and is kissing him. And this sushi ninja guy is like, well, we're the same. And John's like, no, we're not the same, bro. And he's like, it's so funny. It is so funny, like, the level of respect that this sushi ninja has for John. But also thinking they're the same. Wanting, like, all he wants more than to kill John Wick is to get recognition from, from John that they are the same. That would mean more to him than killing John. It's it's crazy, and that plays into so much of the finale of this this movie. So that John goes meets Winston in a room that is kind of reminiscent of the 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 museum that the final battle took place in the last John Wick, right? Where in that movie there was a lot of mirrors, video screens. Some were mirrors, some were glass. This is like all kind of glass with giant video screens on the walls. Very colorful. 
different like warrior armor in display cases very just a cool setting and you see the adjudicator show up winston refusing to step down john wick refusing to kill him so then she calls and changes the designation of the continental to disc uh uh deconsecrate it which is a word i didn't know i looked up and it is a term given to churches where there is a blessing put on the building which is absurd it's amazing how many consecrated buildings some of the most evil things happen to children but the continental has this blessing that was bestowed upon it and that blessing has now been removed right so the continent so in many ways the continental that winston's continental is being uh, excommunicadoed from the organization so and there's we see a dude working in records i guess now still got the piercing still the same vibe as all the women that work in the records department so the the continental is uh deconsecrated and she says the high table will be there these like the army of the high table will be there to take them out and since everything has changed all of the continental services are now available to john wick it's like okay well we're both kind of excommunicadoed so john's like are the services good he's like yeah and he's like i want a lot of guns uh which is funny how many times keanu reeves has requested a lot of guns and gotten them <laughs> it's amazing how many franchises uh these similarities uh present themselves so at this point i'm not sure what happened to the sushi ninja like is he even part of this like he was waiting to kill john wick now they can kill john wick inside the continental the rules of the continental are no longer there because it's no longer the, the the continental anymore but we see later that she goes downstairs and the sushi ninja guy is shaving giving himself a, a fresh shave on his head and lets him know that it, he can kill john wick on these grounds now so charon lets john wick know that the high table had their thugs have made armor improvements right and he suggests certain weapons and bullets for him to use there's super long lines of all these assassins that are being forced to check out because they are no longer protected at this continental which is funny and immediately john wick sees what charon was talking about with the arm the armor upgrades right he has to shoot them between like the neck like he shoots a bunch of guys they all fall down but then they get back up this is the moment in the movie that reminded me of like a video game it's like oh it's harder to kill these guys right the, shooting them is like punching them it doesn't kill them they just get knocked out for a little bit and you have to like get back you have to shoot them in very specific vulnerable places like the space between their helmet and their vest through open you have to open the visor to shoot inside their helmet or use different rounds and it's kind of funny seeing john wick frustrated 
right, goes back into the vault where all these guns are, where Winston's hiding out, drinking his whiskey or whatever. Charin comes in moments later, just as frustrated, right? Goes, immediately knows what's to get, goes and grabs shotguns and John Wick's, yeah, that's a great idea. They're on the same page. He pulls out these these rounds for the 12-gauge that are armor-piercing rounds. It's like, yeah, this is what we need. And you see John Wick get, like, a smile on his face. It's it's a, a great moment. And it's also great seeing Charon kick ass, right? Before he's been watching, he's been the dog sitter for John Wick, running the, the table, the concierge at the Continental, and now you're seeing him kicking ass just like John Wick is. And great fights. There's this underwater scene right they fall into like this jacuzzi or whatever john wick and one of the the high table guys and the bullets how they get once they get shot you see them just fall immediately in the water great moment john goes up to shoot the guy point blank under the water it's just a great scene you have the sushi ninja guys showing up finally killing one of the high table guys because he wants to be the one to kill john wick right this guy's ego this guy's ego is his biggest weakness, and that's why he will never be like John Wick. And he wants to kill John Wick with his sword specifically, right? He has, like, to fulfill his, his ego, he needs to not only kill John Wick, but do it in a specific way. So they go back up into the display room, right, where the video and the glass, John Wick is getting his ass kicked through every display, Right, kind of reminded me of Police Story One, the the final fight scene in the mall of Police Story. A lot of nut shots, as I said, there have been multiple throughout this movie, and still nut shots in this these final battle. Uh, and some glass for some reason is bulletproof, while others just completely shatters. But whatever. Two more of the Sushi Ninja guys there are also big fanboys of John Wick. And when they both had clear chances to kill John Wick, they instead invite him up, right? Uh, and they're like, it's so nice to meet you, right? Inviting him to fight with them more. Like, they're just excited to be able to fight with them, and they don't want it to be easy. They want it to be hard, right? Mainly because they want to win and they want to be able to tell the story of this epic battle they had with the notorious John Wick, right? But all these guys who have this honor and want things to go a specific way to meet with whatever narrative they have in their head is their biggest downfall. But also a great moment, right? They want to fight him without weapons, right? Well, they have just little knives, right? They don't want to use their... They're bigger knives. They want to use their smaller knives. And the fight is so Jackie Chan inspired, I would say, in the use of John's belt, the use of manipulating them with their jackets that they're wearing. Also, there's a scene where he's, he looks like he's spanking them, which is something that you would see in a Jackie Chan movie, right? A lot of great throws and trips, right? You see John fighting off of his knees since these other guys are so much shorter using their jackets, another, more nut shots, and then slams them through the floor, which is also glass, and shatters, and they all fall through the floor. And instead of killing them, he says he'll, he'll be seeing them, and they just kind of lay down, right? 
So since they gave him opportunities to keep fighting, when he had an opportunity to kill them, he says, we can do this again some other time. And they're like, great. I love that. It's similar in a lot of ways to uh, the fight he had with Common, right? Showing professional courtesy in the last movie, right? Didn't kill Common, but took him out of the fight. Same thing here, which is pretty great. So now it's just John Wick and the sushi, the main Sushi Ninja guy. And John Wick knows that this guy won't just take an easy kill. And you see that because John just walks up to him and the guy's got like a sword right to his neck. And the dude doesn't take it, right? So John knows this guy's ego is, is going to help him out, right? Because they're not just going to kill him easy. They want, it, they want it to be like they want to dominate John Wick. And anything short of that is not, not. And they want it to be like this epic. Either way. It's all honor and wanting to get the best out of John Wick. Like they want to, they want this battle to be, I fought the best John Wick and I won. Not, I took advantage of a compromised person and that's how I won. They both kind of use the disappearing trick, right? The score, very Matrixy. Uh, he does the whole, you know, slamming on the base of the sword. Shows up a lot, right? Gets to the point where the guy's only got one functioning arm and he, like, grabs the blade of his own sword and John just does the thing where he pumps the base of the sword putting it into his chest and uh dude's like it was a pretty good fight though right john and john's like no no it's 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 done we're, we're not going to do this again um and after everything the adjudicator calls up winston in his safe room and wants a parlay and even after losing with his own sword, right, sticking through his chest, the Sushi Ninja, still trying to get John Witt's respect. It's like, it was a pretty good fight, huh, John? It's, it's like so sad, this guy, but also funny. It like brings a level of humor to this. And also, something you see, like even when you're, when you watch like, actual combat sports you saw that same thing when uh adesanya fought uh anderson silva right anderson silva this god in the sport even though he's old and far he's his shadow of him for his former self israel adesanya still had a lot of respect for him and wanted the fight wanted it to be a good fight didn't end as tragically i think he ended up winning that fight but so at the parlay winston wants the continental back right and to be under his management he's been doing it for 40 years and he decides to kill john wick john wick shows up and she's like okay we'll give it back to you but you know what about john wick and he's like well i'll kill john wick quote unquote kill john wick right shooting him but like knowing he's got the bulletproof suit on 
but shoots him until he falls off the bill. Pretty brutal as John Wick falls off the building, bouncing from like awning to to like fire escape and then down to the ground. But of course, you know, John Wick survives this because there's another movie. But even in this moment, you know that like, oh, this is is kind of for show. Like he's Winston is making it look like without hesitation. He kills John Wick. But uh, John Wick miraculously survives. And we see that he does survive. You have this homeless guy finds him, takes him to the homeless king that's still alive, just in an underground spot. He survived the seven cuts. He's got bandages and stitched all up. You have John Wick's dog with him right at this new hideout. And the adjudicator, before she leaves, she wants to go double-check John Wick's body. And, of course, it's gone when she goes. So she goes in, and she's like, you need to, talking to Winston, you need to deal with this John Wick thing before he comes back to get them, right? Because she knows, right? She made this deal, and now John Wick isn't actually dead. And she knows that John Wick goes after people that have tried to go after him. So... But she thinks that she is the only target. I think him and Winston, there might be, there's probably still some respect there. Like I, I'd assume he knows that this is w- what Winston had to do to make it look a certain way. But the adjudicator should be worried. And John Wick and the homeless king are both pissed off, right? They're like, we are going to fuck these people. Like we are going to get the high table, and they're both pissed. Uh, and so the high table is the new target, which I can't wait to see what happens in the next movie. I am so excited. You have no idea, right? This movie, so many great fights. The sushi ninjas were badass. The use of the horses and dogs was super impressive, right? We got another marker used in this world and we know the rules of the marker. So when it was all implemented in this movie, it was great. The upgraded armor was an interesting twist, right? Very much video game, next level vibes. Uh, A lot of Jackie Chan influences in the end fight with the two sushi ninjas. Also, the main sushi ninja was very funny um, to see a fanboy in in, in that level. Great addition, which of course it makes sense, right? Somebody, it's like somebody impressed by Michael Jordan and getting the opportunity to play one on one with Michael Jordan but not wanting to score easy buckets on him, right? Wanting to beat him off the dribble and not just throwing up threes. Uh, We get kind of his tattoos on John Wick and and everything explained as we kind of saw where he came from with the Belarusians. Uh, We get the high table represented with the adjudicator. Uh, We also know that there's another level above the high table, this guy. Right, this Middle Eastern king of some sorts. John has no finger now; his his ring finger is gone. So I'm super excited to finally watch John Wick Four and uh, talk about it next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder where all of these episodes are available in video form. Until next time, don't piss off John Wick.
Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.